What's going on? The plane leaves in a couple of hours, since I'm taking the job. You walked out on me. Why? I don't know. Crazy me. I thought you actually wanted me to move in. I do, but if it takes a couple months, so what? It's not a couple of months, Joey. It's almost a year. And if you really loved me, you wouldn't want me to go. I want you to go because I do love you. And that's never going to change, I promise. You've made promises before, Joey. Promises you didn't keep. You have to ask yourself one thing. Do you want to take this job or not? Yeah, I do. Then I'll be here waiting for you. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where we would just like to apologize to Indians uh, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the South Asian show. community <laughs> really took a hit on this one, and you know what? They they put up with too much too often, and we're very sorry. <laughs> we're very sorry. I guess Canada should apologize, but I guess white yeah, people in general, we apologize. We're apologizing on behalf of Degrassi in Canada. Um, <laughs> I am Evan Goodrich. And I'm Nick Sahoya. What? Evan, did you know we host a podcast together and it's this one? I, I've, I'm i aware. Yeah. And yeah. This, is a, this is a rare instance where we're not um, sitting across from each other holding hands. We are on Zoom today <laughs> because we have a very we special are. guest, as is customary for All About Degrassi season finales. Now, mm-hmm. for the first season, we had Bombay from uh, Canada's Drag Race. And from the second season, we had Lindy West. Wow. Writer extraordinaire. Third season, equally famous person. <laughs> equally famous. <laughs> a dear friend of mine, San Francisco comedian and show producer, and, and just great person. Wonder Dave, everybody. Welcome, Wonder Dave. Hello, everyone. I'm <laughs> delighted you. to be here. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this lovely hour. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about this half half hour episode of TV for one hour or or more, perhaps. How do you feel about that, Wonder Day? I feel great about it. I think all podcasts that are recaps actually need to be longer than the episode they're recapping. Yeah, otherwise it should just be a watch along. Yeah, right. Yeah. Give me the real time reacts. Well, that's like the true, you know, uh, how you know you got good banter and how you know how to talk about a show is if you can talk about the show longer than that show runs. I think so. I think that's a sign of our talent. (laughs) (laughs) I would agree. (laughs) Wonder Dave, when uh, Evan and I launched this show, uh, you and I were talking a little bit about Degrassi, a little bit of boot Degrassi. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) We were talking a little about Degrassi and you told me that you do like the next generation, but you're more of a classic Degrassi fan. Can you tell us a little about that? Sure. Um, I uh, do enjoy the classic Degrassi Junior High. Uh, The initial season of going all the way with Stephanie K. What a delight. Um, We watched it in health class when I was in fifth grade. That was how I was first introduced to it. And it was one of the few things a teacher showed me that I wasn't like, I hate this. <laughs> so, so I got into it and then I, it, you know, in the, in the golden age of cable television, you could find things cause they just needed to fill time. Uh, mm. So I watched some of it there and yeah. Um, and I've, I have enjoyed the next generation. Um, you know, it's a good time. 
I like it. Are are you like completely versed in the old show or you just picked up, you know, bits and pieces from syndication? Uh, I would say I picked up bits and pieces. We watched a lot of it in health class. Like it was a weekly occurrence that we watched Degrassi. (laughs) So yeah, no, it was, did you watch I like at least the first season because I know <laughs> we saw the first wild. season. Yeah. And then we also I know we saw some of the second season because the girl who played Stephanie K got cast on a different Canadian sitcom mm. and uh, was no longer there. So she went to private school because she was a bad girl. I don't know. <laughs> uh, w- Wonder Dave, I, do, I hate to break this to you, but I've had teachers like this in the past. And that teacher was an alcoholic and that teacher had a hangover. And just <laughs> no, I think that Degrassi. teacher was, no, that teacher was a stan. They just loved Degrassi. <laughs> they were like, I, this, this was them catching up on their stories. They were like, okay, you guys, we got to see what happens next. Are Caitlin and Joey, will they or won't they? We got to oh, know. And we'll play that game for 20 fucking years, won't we? Yeah. Well, this is, the, this is the perfect episode then because, you know, we have Degrassi High alums uh, yes. featured in this episode. Yeah. So I'm glad <laughs> yeah, that you are here, perfect. Wonder Dave, and I did plan it that way. I planned for you to be here for uh-huh. this episode. Yeah. As I you didn't should. text you two days ago and then text you panicked like five times since then to make sure that you were going to do it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Can I say one thing about The Next Generation, the thing that I was the most amped for when I watched it? There was an episode where they were forming a band, and mm. Joey's like, I'm going to get my keyboard. And oh, he sings great episode. Ev- yeah, he sings Everybody Wants Something, which is the song his band sang in the mm. original Degrassi, and I marked out about it. I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, you're too into this. You have to settle down, buddy. That was I- a very cute episode. We enjoyed that one, I think. I like cringe Joey. I don't I mean, like that's cringe Caitlyn. Am I a sexist? I just watched Barbie. I don't know. Mm. Um, <laughs> wait, should we get right into the episode or should? Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's yeah. a question. Yeah, I think we should. I think that's what the it. show is. Yeah, I think we're ready. So today it's just we're really talking... hard being so far away from you, Evan. You're all the way next door, and I've my world is it's spiraling down. <laughs> I'm, I'm reaching out uh, via webcam. Um, so today we are talking about season three, episode 22, the season finale, The Power of Love, named after the song by Huey Lewis and the News. That's the power of love. That's the power of love. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, trivia that I found about this episode via the Degrassi. Wait, we're not Wiki. talking about the song? Oh, do you want to talk about the song? Well, first of all, we're t- we're only talking about one episode. We almost always talk about two episodes. So I feel mm-hmm. like we really got to stretch this out, Evan. Oh, I have notes. I'm prepared. But the song, Evan. Do you like the song? I don't know what it is. Wonder Dave, <laughs> do you like Huey Lewis in the news? I do, actually. Um, that seems like a band you would like. Yeah, that's you know right up song? my alley. I do. Yeah. yeah. Do you like yeah, it? It's a, yeah, it's a fun song. Uh, Huey Lewis. Got some bangers. Uh, they're like, that's the power of love. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. not. That's what. That's the vibe. Um, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I do a show called Literary Pop where people talk about fictions or like pop culture stuff. And Mike McGee did Huey Lewis in the News. And I gained a new appreciation oh, for them. Where's yeah. this show? Because you have about 17 shows that you do across oh, the God. Bay Area. And you can go see Wonder Dave live. But where's this one? Uh, this one is at the Booksmith in uh, in the Hate Ashbury district. So it's Ooh. at a bookstore and it's a literary show. How clever of me! Mm. <laughs> I like books. Evan, you got a lot of books behind you. I sure do. I've read most of them too. You and Wonder Dave should talk about books sometime. Well, we're gonna start a new podcast. 
I want yeah. all my friends We're, to be I, friends. I'm jumping ship. So it's, yeah. You can't jump ship until JT and Manny break up. <laughs> That's the plan. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I can I can hold out that long. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, the the song "The Power of the Love" nominated for uh, an, an Oscar. It was mm-hmm. for this episode. Was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, for the because uh, it was uh, for the Back to the Future film. Oh, very yeah, interesting. Original song composed for that. So. Just I'm looking obsessed with when an, a movie becomes an Academy Award nominated movie because it has a an Academy Award nominated song in it. It happens a lot. Like, it does. Uh, Con Air is my favorite example. Academy Ooh. Award nominated film. Yeah, any any song that Diane Warren has written a song for, like that's an Academy nominated film because she just always gets nominated hmm. for songs from movies that no one has ever seen. So good for her. Did Beyond Thunder Thunderdome get nominated because of Tina Turner? Is that a thing? I, I feel like it oh. should be. Did she write? A we song don't need another that? hero. Is the song? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, did she, she did. We don't have. need another hero. It's that great. Must... It's. I love that song. I love. We Tina don't need Turner. another hero. Fucking banger. I love the what's she's the junkyard queen or whatever. <laughs> what's her character? <laughs> yeah, something like that. She's the queen of the wastelands. It was nominated for a Golden Globe. No, oh, that was uh, robbed. Well, robbed. Yeah. Wonder Day, no. before we get into the nuts and bolts of this episode, Evan, I know you're blue balled because I keep blocking you from sharing your notes with the world. But <laughs> Wonder Day, I just want to check in. TNG specifically, who are some of the characters that speak to you? Like, uh, are there arcs that you remember that you really like? Um, what's What do you think of when you think of Degrassi, the next generation? So I think of uh, I think of Paige and Emma are probably like the first two characters. I wouldn't say they're my favorite, but like one, I liked that Emma was Spike's daughter. I was like, yeah, right. sure. Continuity. Oh, you did, did you know that right away or is that a new discovery for you? No, I knew that right away. I knew that okay. when I started. They made it pretty clear in like the first episode of. Oh, of yeah. Which is like, mommy, she, she is. She is the <laughs> saved me from the pedophile. Yeah, um, no, I like it. I like, I love it. I love continuity and lore. So that's right. fucking great. Like, Deep lore I'm excited. For sure. Yeah. Um, I like, I, it's so bad. I'm saying I like the things with the old people. I like that Snake is a teacher now. That's fun. His name was mm-hmm. Snake. Who had the nickname Snake in school and became a teacher? That guy. The only who one. Had a, who had the nickname of Snake and decided to marry a person named Spike? What, what fucking insane thing happened to make that real? <laughs> Do you want to know a fun fact about them? Yes. yes. And Degrassi in the uh, in the schools out movie, uh, Spike and actually Snake said it first, but then Spike repeated it. They were the first two people to say fuck on Canadian television. Oh, yeah. Me? No. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin saying you fucked Tessa Campanelli. <laughs> An iconic moment. <laughs> yeah, it's delightful. I was like, there you go. They did it. Yeah. Degrassi went there years, decades ago. Yeah. <laughs> So that's so, a fun thing. Evan, I, I, I think now's the time. Let's let's take it away. We, we know what Joey and Caitlin were up to in the past. What are they up to now in the I'm present? Not, uh, 2002. We're not, we're, we're not there yet. <laughs> that okay. is not how this episode begins. And I have notes I want to share. We so open with episode, Sean, right? Sorry, we I interrupted. Open, <laughs> we open with... No, we open with Jimmy. But I'm not talking about oh. that just yet. Because I have trivia. So this episode was originally a two-parter. Two-part season finale, and it was titled Rock the Casbah after the song Rock the Casbah. Uh, but then they changed the title, and then later they apparently scrapped the two-part idea 
and apparently this was to make room for the season in the season order for um or for the episode order and so they had the episode i want candy which we covered uh last time two weeks ago um, yes i want candy was two episodes ago one episode ago for us yeah yeah last our last episode um so they really needed to get that story in i i'm not complaining though because several times we've had a two-parter on this show that we recap and the two-parter should have been one episode so i think that's why i didn't i liked this episode because i think it was just very compact a lot of things happened yeah, I mean, well, it's kind of a, you know, it's sort of a, like a, a digestive after like a pretty like heavy season. What? And this is like a like a light, you know, after like a dessert. Say it a again. Digestive. A digestive. Wonder Dave, you a know di- that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Indeed. Yeah. Why does everyone know this but me? I don't like this. I don't know. Sorry. Why don't you read some books? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I like the about this episode. Um, also, apparently, this this finale was originally going to feature Marco and Ellie in the A plot, but um, oh. they didn't. They so we Wait, don't, we don't know be, what they're. Would they be going to the prom and pretending they were dating for some reason? I don't know. Or they have to do a threes company with Dylan. <laughs> I don't. Maybe it was like I I I honestly can't fathom what it would have been. Mm. There's no. I don't. I couldn't find anything online about to. To clarify but um also important to note this is the last episode that has kendra mason <gasps> the fu- i didn't even see her in it but no uh, you don't even see i think we see her like i think she's in the background at prom and that is her last appearance on this show brimp sound the hunger games canon the final she appearance didn't know she doesn't get mason. a canon she's in she the she's in the opening credits but she, do doesn't, the canon. she doesn't have her cre- she doesn't have a name though in the fire credits. the canon she's not, she's not no <laughs> Honor Kendra and her service. Fine, fine, you get this one. Canon. Okay. So, okay, okay now we can talk about the episode. Uh, that's all my trivia. So, okay, so we open the episode by finding out that Jimmy is going to LA for a summer basketball camp. And Jimmy's bummed because he'd rather spend the summer with his newly minted girlfriend, Hazel. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. How do we feel how do we feel about this couple, Wonder Dave? Do you feel the electricity between these two characters? Yeah. It's getting hot and heavy real quick. <laughs> uh no, I will say that I was slightly nervous at the beginning that I was reviewing the uh, Jimmy Gets Shot episode because it was a dance. I was like, oh no, am I doing the Jimmy Gets Shot episode? Yeah, and uh, big spoiler for this show, by the way, Jimmy does oh, get sorry. shot. No, I, I feel like everyone knows. That is the one thing that is like permeated like about this show is that like Drake gets shot. Like it that is, is the one thing everyone knows about Degrassi. Yeah. yeah. But no, he just gets shot on a normal day. It's not a dance. Oh, I, I, yeah, an uneventful day in Degrassi history. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, um, how, have you seen the Drake Get Shot episode? It's been a long time. So mm. I, I learned it's all on HBO Max now. I'm sorry, Max. Uh, now. Yes, please yeah, watch it. Yeah, I know. Gotta, gotta do it. <laughs> Zaslav's uh, gonna Zaslav appear in the corner. Yeah, and... we, we have a lot of respect for Zaslav on the show, so <laughs> we want to make sure that we're honoring his branding decisions. Uh-huh. It's delightful. Um, but yeah, it's all on Max, so I think I'm gonna rewatch some Degrassi. Turns out. I'm gonna see more. Awesome. Yeah. Just join us on our journey. Mm-hmm. I'll listen along. It'll be great. I want to mention what is going on with Hazel's bangs in this scene. They were Did you weird. Notice? They were, it was odd. They were like little, they were, I don't know. They were kind of like curled very like high up on the side. Like, cause she had like a side part. 
It was weird. Did you you notice it, right? I I noticed it was weird. I couldn't quantify it, but yes, there was something amiss. Yeah, it was just it was. Region. I was like, that's new. Uh, we don't see her <laughs> hair like that again this episode, but yeah, odd. So anyway, so Jimmy reveals to Hazel, Paige, and Spinner that he booked them a limo for the semi-formal. Mm. Uh, did you guys uh go to prom in a limo, or did you know anyone who went to prom in a limo? Uh, my, my granddad had a pink limo, like a big pink Mary Kay limo. So I drove us to prom in that limo. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I drove, I drove to prom with me and my friends in a big giant pink limo. Oh my God. That's like a Barbie coated, Barbie coated. Yeah, oh, very wow. much. Very so. Yeah. What are the trends? Uh-huh. That's what I am. Well, that, that's fun. Did you have a matching pink chauffeur hat? Cause that would have really made it. No, I didn't. It was a 77 Cadillac mini limo. It was a, a delightful time. So how, ma- I don't know. how many friends are you packing in the back of this little limo? Um, there were probably six to eight of us, maybe. Okay. I don't, it's, it's been a long time since prom. So That's a party. I would have loved to go to the prom in your limo. Yeah, it was a too. choice. I'd also it's funny, I got a job at the local restaurant, <laughs> and the, the owner of the restaurant was like, oh, I loved your pink limo, and I had never met her before. And it's like... <laughs> I've made a reputation for myself. <laughs> you are now the pink limo guy. Yeah. You're like a uh, future uh, Degrassi alum, Eli. You have a very distinctive car that you drive to school, and everyone's like, ooh, he's so mysterious. Yes. I don't think anyone thinks a guy with a pink limo is mysterious. I don't think that's the I, adjective I wanna, I that would be applied. <laughs> I think that's it pretty is, mysterious. It is also the first car I ever legally drove on the road. Like I was ever like I had my like license and that drove turn it. radius really? is insane. Oh yeah, it's not good. Like it's. <laughs> Weren't you uh, nervous? Uh, yeah, but also like I'd driven like I'd had my in uh in where I went to school. You got your permit at fourteen, so I'd had my permit for two years mm-hmm. by the time I was driving it. So it wasn't like I hadn't driven. Uh, it was just one of the first things I drove by myself. So. Which of those little states are you from, Wonder Dave? Uh, the limo was from Illinois. I went to high school in Iowa, though, uh, Iowa. which is where you can get your permit at 14. Uh, the only time I lived in Iowa was high school. Um, hmm. you, can get a, you can get a scooter license at 14, so you can just oh. drive a moped. Uh, you just just ride a moped as a 14-year-old. No supervision. I did. Uh, and then fun. you get your permit at 14, too, which I actually think is a great idea. Like, the kids should get the permits earlier. Um, no, I and where I'm from in Arkansas, we also could get permits, I think, at 14. Um, definitely did not have people riding mopeds at 14, though. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can't go over, like, 50 miles an hour or something like that. But, you know, it's still I don't know. Teenage, teenagers will find a way to, you know, to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. What's going on in this episode, Evan? Okay, so meanwhile, meanwhile, in our B plot, Mr. Simpson, I guess it's the B plot. Um, There's Mr. like Simpson, seven plots in this. It's a, it's yeah, a real ensemble is, episode. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Simpson has called Sean into his classroom to talk about his failing grade, which means that he'll lose his student welfare. He's on student um, welfare. We just learned this one day. It was a whole thing for him to get yes. the student welfare. <laughs> yes. So he has to maintain like a certain, you know, he, he can't fail any of his classes. Otherwise, he'll lose it. So you could apparently get like a D minus. But OK, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, but Simpson gives him an opportunity. Create a parts database for the auto shop by the end of the day and he'll pass his course. Ah. Yeah. Good for him. What a nice guy. Archie. What a nice what a nice man. Yeah. Archie's, uh, I guess I would like to have Archie as a teacher. He seems pretty cool and understanding, and he's okay being the butt of the joke. I like Archie. 
He's now, a good teacher. When you're watching Archie, are you just remember Wonder Dave? When you're watching Archie, are you just remembering all the antics he got into when he was in the Zit Remedy? I can't not think of him as Snake. Like I'm upset that people call him Mr. Simpson. It bothers me. I want me. you to tell me five funny, interesting things that Snake did five? when he was in school. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm getting like my uncle to tell me what my my dad did <laughs> when he was young. I don't know. You don't, said that he was in the, things. He was in the Zit Remedy. It's been a long that. time since I watched the 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 Degrassi Junior High. We need deets. Um, what did Snake get know. up to? Did he fall off a bridge like that other guy? He, he was just acid? kind of a, he was like a goofy troublemaker. He wasn't like a super bad kid, but he mm. wasn't like a good kid either, right? I don't like know. Like kind of a JT type. Yeah. Like rambunctious vibe. but not evil. Okay. Yeah. That's like what that. he does, you know? He's got a and, fun a and fun he was nickname. buddies with Joey. Yes. They were and indeed wheels, buddies. But we don't talk about wheels anymore. Um the thing with with uh Archie Snake Simpson is that he has so many names that it's hard like we always just bounce much, between much like Jehovah. <laughs> yes. Many many True. names. <laughs> <laughs> um but like it's I don't know. I I feel like the approach that we've taken on this podcast is just based on the context. We change his moniker so like when he's like in teacher mode it's Mr. Simpson and when he's with like Emma or anyone who's like intimate he's intimate with then like it's Snake. And then, yeah. and then maybe sense. sometimes we, I don't think we call him Archie very much. It feels like no I, one calls him Archie very no, much. No, no, because then I immediately think of uh, a little redhead boy with abs, and I get distracted. Who? Archie, from the going. comic book Tarantino oh. series. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay, anyway, so in our C plot, because we have three plots this episode, we're really squeezing Only a lot three? in here. In Yeah, three. Um, okay. uh, we're just squeezing a lot in at this 30 minute episode. So, okay. Uh, so Joey asks Caitlin to move in with him. <clears throat> How exciting. Um, and then Caitlin tells him that they'll talk about it later. And so will we next. <laughs> oh my God. So wonder Dave on this show, all about Degrassi, we generally, tune out whenever these adults start talking to each other about their adult issues because i, I think the thing is when the kids are talking to each other and it's bad writing you're like oh these kids are you know they're being kids when mm-hmm. when caitlin and joey are just having the smallest bit of a an emotional conflict it's ugh. they really just crumble as human beings don't they they do they do he needs to wear his jean jacket again. It gave him strength. That's mm. what I remember. You don't think it was the fedora? Uh, he was big in the original series. He he was like, it's time for the four J's. Joey Jeremiah and his jean jacket. Oh, like, really? he really loved his jean Yeah, that's, that's a thing he said. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> like, what about Caitlin Ryan? T- tell us some funny things about Caitlin Ryan. Tell us about God. these old people. <laughs> Here's the... I'm trying to remember exactly... Why are we supposed exactly... to like Caitlin Ryan? <laughs> I think she was... The one in the episode who, and I could be wrong because it's, again, been a long time. I think her social issue episode uh, was about, um, it was We're about, well, she, she was gay. <laughs> no, that maybe, I don't know. I think oh, that's there, what uh, Emma told th- me there, is, there is, there is an episode where she like, she has a, a teacher and she, she thinks her teacher is a lesbian. Yeah, yeah. she and thinks then, her. She thinks her teacher is gay and she thinks she might have a crush on her teacher. And then her teacher's like, no, I'm not gay. And you're not gay, Caitlin, but it'd be okay if you were. 
I was that was Problem pretty solved. progressive for the middle of the 1980s <laughs> to be like, no, we're not gay, but also it's fine. Like, yeah. they yeah. didn't put a gay character on, Most but they we weren't could ask like, for, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I was like, considering the time frame, I think right. that's great. Yeah. So the thing I think the issue with the adults is not so much that like I think it's like the writing's terrible, although I do hate this 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 uh plot and this episode but like it's more that i'm just like who is this for and obviously it's for people who watch the original (laughs) it's It's me yeah it's exactly it's it's like it's for you but like and did you like imagining (laughs) um i thought it was a little unrealistic that she didn't want to take this like dream job that she'd been working on so she could move in with joey i was like Move in with him when you get back. That's what you should want to do. He'll be fine with it. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I just feel like, again, I'm like, as I'm imagining being, I mean, I was a teenager watching this show. And when I would watch these these parts of the episodes with the adults, I was just like, I don't care about this. Like, this is just sort of like sub sub rate, like soap opera bullshit. So yeah. that's that's my issue. Didn't work it. for me. And I like a soap opera when it's adorable Canadian tweens. <laughs> But when it's average acting Canadian adults, I'm I'm pretty whatever about it. It turns out <laughs> that's a fair that's a fair take. You know what? I think I'm measured. <laughs> mm-hmm. So back in the a plot, Jimmy's um Kurta. So they he's ordered um outfits for them for the uh, Bollywood for the, the Bollywood yes. bomb that yes. Marco has put on. Yes, and, and we've so... been we've been hearing rumblings about this Bollywood dance for. Uh, most of the season at this point yeah yeah so jimmy's uh curta that he ordered isn't quite fitting right and it turns out it's because he got a sari not a curta yeah and sari is what women wear curtas mm-hmm. are what men wear um uh so that's an issue uh but it sure is pretty it's kind of pretty. pretty in it yeah yeah i don't even think it's that ill-fitting like i don't it's He's fine kind of serving, yeah he yeah. claims it's ill-fitting but i'm like i don't know he looks good in it it wasn't even that feminine. Like, if he had gotten pages, which was like a Paris Hilton, sorry, <laughs> right. like bright pink and furry. Like, yeah, that that would be a little like you can pull this off. This is this isn't even a pink. This is a coral. This is a peach. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I will say like Jimmy Jimmy Brooks. He walked so Harry Styles could do whatever it is he's doing. Also, I am so fascinated at the, I guess Indian, uh formal clothes rental place (laughs) that normally is not very busy (laughs) but this time of year all of a sudden for this bollywood prom they're filling back orders and no wonder they mixed it up because (laughs) their their business has exponentially exploded they're probably over ordering children's size saris and kurtas because they think this is the new normal they think oh we're just always (laughs) gonna have children coming in here renting saris and kurtas yeah they need to meet the demand yeah so all i have to say is marco almost certainly put a small business into the ground because yes yes (laughs) this was not a sustainable business model for them (laughs) oh oh you're blaming marco for ending a small business um okay and i thought you were going in the direction of like saying that cultural appropriation bring attention to a small business And gave them business, um, but you took it in the opposite. But they okay, overordered great. the saris, and now they have too many. 
Well, that sounds like a them problem. Um, <laughs> okay, so then they go outside and they see that the limo that Jimmy booked is um, less than glamorous. Um, and it makes a horse sound as it's riding up, which I really yeah, liked. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like rusty. You just hear a horse and... go like... <laughs> 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 I so it's thought like it was going to be like a covered wagon. <laughs> yeah, it's rusty and dented and like needs a paint job and has a cowboy hat for the hood ornament. So that's that's fun. That's that's camp. And who walks out but Billy Ray Cyrus? Wait, this was Billy uh, Ray Cyrus? Yes. No, that was Billy Ray Cyrus? No. I, I didn't think he looked like the guy from Mulholland Drive, but I didn't realize. <laughs> I was oh amped to see Billy Ray Cyrus. But I kind of want to know what was going on in Billy Ray Cyrus's career at this point that like a guest spot on Degrassi was something that he was he promoting an album? Like what was that happening? Was my que- well, okay, so this, <laughs> this is, is pre Hannah Montana. Montana. So clearly he's yeah. not like working. He's not doing a lot. He doesn't <laughs> so have a child old enough time. to exploit yet. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I am wondering like what was going on? What made him decide to take this? Maybe he offer? had a big tour through Canada coming up. Perhaps this was his promo. I, I Google searched is is Billy Ray Cyrus Canadian on the off chance that like I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's from Kentucky. But like I was like, I don't know, maybe he moved there when he was young and he's just excited to do something Canadian. Like <laughs> I have no clue. Roots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he comes out and he's clad in a fringe leather jacket and he's donning a cowboy hat because, you know, that's what, that's what cowboys wear. Um, I completely forgot about this guest star this moment. Is um, yeah. You and Nick didn't even know that it was him. So No, I just thought it was a Canadian thespian, you know. I thought he was killing it. How do you I... not know? How do you not recognize Billy Ray Cyrus? Why would I know what that man looks like? How you... often am I looking at a picture? Did you of never? Him? Did you never see Hannah Montana? Did you never? No, I'm too. Him? I'm too old. Me and Wonder yeah, Day were are... older than you. We didn't watch Hannah Montana, uh, and we you. only watched some Wizards of Waverly Place, and we were too old to be watching it. I didn't watch that. Um, I was a kid when Achy Breaky Heart was a kid, and he was also in some Dolly yeah. Parton music video where they oh. just objectified him, uh, and it oh, was okay. great. I'm yeah, it's just a that. lot of shots of his butt. So, you know, oh. uh, I was directed like, Billy by Joel Cyrus Schumacher, like, right? Yeah, it's yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Billy Cyrus is a good looking dude. Uh, he's not mad at it. He's yeah, also he's a good guy. actor. I loved all he's of tra- his he's, he's very winning in his like five minutes of screen time in this episode. Can I also say something controversial? If I understand you order a nice limo and this is what shows up and you're disappointed. But if this was the advertised experience, you know, I might sign up for this. Like, a a weird cowboy shows up and lets you into a dirty limo. That's kind of a fun night out. (laughs) (laughs) That is. I would love that. And then it also got me thinking, like, what if there was an escape room in the back of a limo? But then I think I was just having, like, a high idea. That sounds awful. It's just driving (laughs) around. You got, like, four people back there. You got (laughs) to... Kind of dig through all the stuff because I saw the I saw the Doritos bags and I'm like oh, the first clue could be in the Doritos bag. Oh <laughs> I've never done an escape room and it sounds awful. We have done several and we did not invite you, Evan. That's okay. Yeah, I, I wonder, Dave. You, you can come if you're in town. We'll go to an escape room without Evan. Sounds good. Are there Let's escape rooms in the bay? Yeah, there's one at the uh, Japantown Mall uh, or near go? the Japantown Mall. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's we'll do go. it. Evan, you can't come. Okay, that's fine. Evan, what happens um, next? <laughs> okay, so Jimmy's like, no, there must be a mistake. But uh, nope, this is their limo. And so mm-hmm. they like reluctantly clamber in. And yeah, it's like just as bad on the inside. This is a very shenanigans heavy episode. 
Yeah, it, it's it didn't feel realistic, but I was enjoying it. Yeah, I like when Degrassi uh, does shenanigans. I wish they would do more because they sometimes just flip a switch and they're like, okay, we're going to be cartoony this episode. And it's like, you could just be that like kind of light and funny all the time. I guess mm-hmm. not, not during every episode, but during most of the episodes, you could be light and funny. Yeah, you could get an abortion and be like, I got Nabobo. Um, <laughs> yep. Great wordplay like that all over. <laughs> uh, okay, so meanwhile, at work, Caitlin is uh, picking out personalized his and her towels online with custom monograms. Which is honestly like, ugh. I was just That's like, the straight people bullshit are, I've ever uh, seen. Straight people are sick with my reaction. So, I wanted to vomit. I was so mad. Uh, did you notice the sticker on her computer? No, what did the sticker say? Okay, so she has a sticker on her computer, and it says, Hi, I don't care. Thanks. Wow. Caitlin, you are such a cut-up in the office. <laughs> you are a, a scamp and a rascal. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a very funny detail. I was like, good job, good job, um, Does that, does that department. sticker, is it like a post-it note? No, it's like a sticker. Like, it was like, it's like, this, on like the a back sticker of the you screen? Could... No, it's like on like the uh the oh, uh like bevel the CPU. or near the bevel okay. of the monitor. Um Does this seem like Wonder Dave, does this seem like a sticker that young Caitlin Ryan would grow up and put on her computer? Does this track? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. Great. Right? All right. She's out here having a good time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very like like I'm sure she also has like a a coffee mug that says like "Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee" or something like <laughs> like it's like that's very that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, She's and then got her like hot... a, a Monday cat who's not yes. about Mondays. Yeah, Garfield. Yeah. Hang, hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there. Uh, cat hang for in there. Sure. Cat. Yeah. Um, and then her hot gay boss, Tomas. Tomas can in. get it. Oh, he was looking good this week. It's the yeah, best he's he, ever looked. Yeah, and he tells her the good news. Um, the station approved their documentary series on UNICEF's work with HIV/AIDS. And you have to leave in 45 minutes. Yeah, for and, nine and, like, months. And, yeah and you're leaving tonight. You're going to Geneva tonight. What fucking job would not allow you to, like, arrange, like, someone's got to take care of my house. Do I have plants? Do I have animals? Like, do I? You can't just ask someone to leave that night for nine months. What's... What's funny to me about this is that the previous episode, they did the same thing, but with Sean's brother. Oh, oh yeah <laughs> yeah we didn't even just, notice that and just that's our short job. notice just short like, notice can you can you do that same plot line twice in a row <laughs> that seems well in tracker's <laughs> case we know it's because the person who originally said yes to the job backed out last minute so yeah. maybe that happened and here and maybe it was the same guy <laughs> maybe he backed out of the oil job because he was going to do a unicef documentary <laughs> Um, and then he yeah. backed out again and Caitlin got the job. That's good. Yeah, the oil <laughs> thing is actually at least a little more plausible because that is sort of like weird on-call bizarre work. But yeah, I don't know. Journalism, you know, it's like a it's a it's a very uh, it's, you know, it's, you're on the go. Like yeah. she has to be at this convention in Geneva about, you know, UNICEF. It's important. She, has, like, she yeah. has to do it. I'm like, can't we send someone someone in the co-op position for example to geneva to take notes you know and i'm gonna get my life together because you're asking me to leave for almost a year so i'm gonna spend a week or two get my shit in order find out who's gonna fucking pay my land more lord my rent so i don't get evicted while i'm gone like what was the plan here 
I, you know, I think it's clear, and we all know that documentarians are famous for not planning much. Uh, that's <laughs> what they like to do. They just yeah. go in. Fly by the seat of their pants. Yeah. Like Alan okay. Cumming in Spice World. We're very off track. Let's continue. Okay. So back in the computer lab, Mr. Simpson deems Sean's data pace um, adequate. Do you ever and say so he gives him beta days on accident? I do that. Database. Database. I say beta days sometimes. <laughs> Uh, so his database is adequate, and Simpson gives him a 53 in the class, which is apparently a passing grade in Canada. Oh, yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, anything above 50 is a passing grade, which makes sense to me, actually. Really? Because to me, I'm like, if you just guess, you could get half of it right. I know it's not multiple choice, but, you know, just theoretically. Well, I mean, it's like, I think about, like, like, so, like, in AP, um exams or it's in uh like it's like if you get half of the test right that's like really good on an ap exam i guess so maybe he's an ap media immersion <laughs> maybe all of canada is doing ap classes and that's why they're doing better <laughs> than us right now I, this is an interesting theory i, I buy this uh and then so mr simpson he tries to have a heart-to-heart with sean uh, and tells him that even though they aren't as close as they used to be because he dumped his stepdaughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> used to come uh, for me to advice and you don't anymore, but that's cool because I'm a cool, nice guy. Yeah, so, but he hasn't given up on him and that'll always be there for him. And then Sean, feeling guilty, finally, finally admits that he stole Simpson's laptop. Mm-hmm. And he apologizes, but Simpson, who clearly feels hurt and betrayed by this, Tells him to leave. Uh, this Dave, seems pretty heartbreaking. This is pretty heartbreaking. Wonder Dave, do you remember the episode where Sean steals the laptop? Yeah, vaguely. This it was is, his big heel again. turn. Yeah, he was he was a real bad kid. Is it when he started becoming friends with that other bad kid? Yes. Yeah. Jay's not Jay. in this episode, yeah. Jay and Alex nowhere to be seen. I guess they wouldn't go to a dance though, so that makes sense. That's definitely not their scene. Yeah. Um Alex yeah, is and hot. I feel like I don't this know is why Sean's like breakaway. Today, but Alex is like when when she becomes like a lesbian with Paige later. I'm like, this is a this is a hot couple. I want to see them grow up and have a nice U-Haul family together. We are so far. Off. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just want I want Paige and that's my new OTP is Paige and Alex. Well, welcome welcome aboard. But uh... <laughs> do we have any thoughts on this scene? Uh. It kind of worked, I guess. Sean's a good little actor. I thought it was fine. Yeah, this is Sean's face turn, right? Because his heel turn was stealing yeah, the laptop, he's and so he's light. he's coming back around. And yeah. I think that's why you don't see his bad bad kid friends in this episode too, is because he's moved away from them very mm-hmm. quickly. Well, so the last, uh, literally, like the episode before this one, he had a house party, a rager, and then uh, his ex girlfriend got wasted uh, and got like alcohol poisoning, and so Amy, uh, his, he, he queen stopped being of friends. Amy. Yeah, so he kind of dropped his bad, his bad friends for for the time being. Yeah, and I think that just living on his own without tracker has instilled a sense of personal responsibility in him. It's actually kind of working out. <laughs> When I was like, hey, Tracker, maybe don't leave your, like, literal child, little brother, in a big city by himself. I'm like, eh, maybe I was wrong. Seems really good yeah. for him. Emancipation works for some people. Like Miley Cyrus. Uh, some... Was she emancipated? I believe that happened. Okay. 
Um, meanwhile, Jimmy and co have just arrived at the restaurant for their dinner reservation. And wouldn't you know, it's the very same restaurant that Paige and Spinner dine and dashed at a couple episodes ago. And it's the same restaurant where Marco and Dylan had dinner with his parents. And the same gay waiter is there. Only one waiter here. <laughs> this and is you know, when you're building going up to, towards for When episodes. you're going out to a Bollywood nights evening, what better food to get than Italian? <laughs> Let's go to this classic Italian restaurant. I do like that a bunch of factory and they just serve everything. (laughs) Yes. I do like that a bunch of non-Indian teenagers walked into an Italian restaurant in full Indian Bollywood garb. (laughs) I think that's a fun visual, actually. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they they said we built this set and we're going to get our money's worth. God damn it. So they're they're using it one last time. I think this is the last time. I don't think it comes back in the next season. One so, bullet dodged with the Indian cultural appropriation. I don't think anyone wears a bindi, so we. Paige does. Oh, really? I missed it. It's actually she might just have a jewel that's not a bindi. I think I'd it's have not to a watch again. I think they're just wearing like head head jewelry. Like yeah. Head, yeah. 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 So yeah. I think uh, um, at, at the very least we didn't fuck around with all that. So yeah. Good job. That was if anyone was going to wear a bindi, you knew it was going to be Snake. <laughs> oh my god, he has Snake's outfit we need to talk about. He, always lo- he, lo- he loves cultural appropriation. Ooh, he weird. fucking loves it. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, Spade, Paige and Spinner are understandably uh, a bit nervous to be there. Uh, and you know who else is in this restaurant? Joey and Caitlin. Yeah. And so the one, she, uh, there's the one restaurant yeah. in town. It's right by the, the one, mall. The only restaurant. Yeah. Um, the restaurant where everything happens that's plot relevant. So she officially Radich agrees. And, Radich was just on a date there. All these adults are going to the same restaurant for their dates. Yeah. It's it's the place to be. It has like a five-star rating on Yelp. It's, you know, <laughs> Wonder this Dave, set is really good. Did I make this up? Radich is the principal now. He used to be a teacher, right? Was he a teacher in the yeah. old one? He was. He was a teacher. Yeah. At the junior high. I what subject so. did he teach? Yeah, what did he remember? teach? Defense Against the Dark Arts? Uh, God, what did he teach? I don't remember what any of them did. The lady who did, who they thought was a lesbian was an art teacher, I think. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. I think right. he was like social studies or something like that, because I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Degrassi heads, uh, I think he was the one who criticized uh, the Asian kid for being disorganized, and I think that was like a social studies class. He criticized the Asian kid for being disorganized. Yeah, it was or, it was an episode about <laughs> stereotypes. Uh, okay. The Asian character's name, I think, was like Yik Yu or something like that. Okay. Um, and and uh, there was apparently a stereotype that Asians were messy or disorganized <laughs> that I had never heard prior Why to this episode and have not there. heard since. Like, uh, but yeah, it was a weird. It was a it was a very strange episode because I just like I was like I feel like you really missed the mark on this premise like That's the episodes strange. about like <laughs> yeah the episodes about like anorexia or being flat chested or like getting pregnant like were really like pretty spot on like I was like oh yeah this this is a relatable way to, to convey this with these children and this <laughs> and the, that one I was just like his locker's a mess like what. Well, What's happening? Degrassi does not have um, a good track record with uh, race, <laughs> especially with Asian characters, because Kendra didn't get to do any anything. Yeah. Also, I just yeah. What I've never associated 
Asian people, I've never even heard of the stereotype of Asian people being messy. In fact, I feel like it's the opposite. Like now we have like Marie Kondo and we just think of neatness. That's all of these stereotypes are pernicious, you know, but I agree. I've never heard that Asians are disorganized. It's a very weird stereotype. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe it must be Toronto specific. They've got their own racism up there that they hone and and refine, you know, it's Canada, but it's still white people, y'all. Yeah. So, okay, so at dinner, uh, Caitlin officially agrees to move in with Joey, though she seems a bit reluctant. Um, and then she just tells Joey that she turned down the job opportunity, uh, the globetrotting uh, job mm-hmm. opportunity to move in with him. And Joey's like, uh, let's get your ass to Geneva. So you can't turn this, you know, you can't turn this opportunity down. Um, and Caitlin's like, but I thought you were my opportunity of a lifetime. this is a used car salesman (laughs) (laughs) calm down you have a successful career and he tells her he's not going anywhere and she apparently takes this as a rejection and so she leaves it was she walks out um yeah weird choices by these fucking adults i will say this is this is all a very weird choice Well, it's yeah. weird because Say what she you're clearly, feeling. <laughs> well, it's weird because she clearly brought up the job opportunity because she was having second thoughts about turning it down to buy personalized his and her towels. Like clearly she was <laughs> bringing this up because I feel like on a level she wanted to go and she wanted Joey to say like go. Um I mean I, I mean that's what it seems like. I mean obviously I think the reason she brought it up because the writers were like, "Well, we need to get this conflict rolling." And the only way we can do that is by having her say, oh, yeah, I, I turned this down to move in with you. Um, but that's OK. So I don't know. It's just a weird scene. Yeah. It you know what I mean? For me. Yeah. She like she acts like a crazy person. Caitlin is always I think they want her to be like, I'm, I don't know, like a Meg Ryan character. I think I'm just saying that because of her haircut. But she's supposed <laughs> to be like this, like, I don't know, this like manic but lovable, like rom-com lead. And... She's just not well-defined enough. I I like her when she's being a journalist and focusing on her career and mentoring Ellie. But when she's having these romances, I'm just, like, fully asleep. It's not for me. Yeah, I think she works better as a supporting character. Yeah. Um, She does have Meg Ryan energy, though. Doesn't she? That's true. Caitlin is epileptic. That was her thing when uh, when she was on the show. Her special episode was about epilepsy. Oh wow! Sorry, that's I, that's just a thing that I was like, oh, oh shit! That's I want to know was. about her. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that that's... never comes up in the in this no, you the Respect the lore. <laughs> yeah, but they do have an issue. There's there's exceptions. Certain plot lines do return and come back. But one of the problems with Degrassi is sometimes they're like, well, we did an episode about X subject, so we will never and can never talk about it again because we already did an episode about it and we need to talk about a new hot button issue. And maybe yeah, they're like, they, we don't need two epilepsy episodes, okay? We've got one. Yeah, they talked about it in 1988. It is covered in 2006 <laughs> or whatever this year. Earlier than that, I think we're in like 03, so, 02, right. somewhere around there. Yeah. Very early. Yeah, they could have done an episode where it was like, okay, do you, okay. <laughs> Getting off topic. Do you remember? Do you guys remember hearing about that episode of Pokemon? Yes. That had like the flashing visuals and Oregon. it like caused children all over J- Japan to like suffer epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. 
they should have done an episode uh, based on that. Oh, yeah, that's a hot button issue. <laughs> now, Wonder Dave, in the ep- epilepsy episode, did she have an epileptic spell because she was watching Pokemon? <laughs> No, she did not. She had it. uh, I mean, that was the 80s, so. She was confronted by the dreams of her lesbian teacher, and it (laughs) threw her into an epileptic (laughs) fit. We can't watch this old show, Evan. This sounds fascinating. (laughs) This is too hot. (laughs) (laughs) That teacher uh, was a good-looking lady. I will say that. She had, like, beautiful black hair down past her butt. I was like, yeah, I get it. So art teacher. teacher? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, uh, we should stop making fun of epilepsy. It's very serious. Um, We're not. <laughs> We're making fun of the fact that they didn't include epilepsy. We're actually we are, advocating for epilepsy representation. More, more epilepsy awareness. Um, okay, so then we cut to the semi-formal, where the cultural appropriation is turned up to 11. The cultural appropriation <laughs> is on fire, am I right? <laughs> waka waka. Um, and so Craig... Craig is back to taking photos of everyone. That's yes. cute. He he's, um, he can only do one of two things. He can take photos or he can play his little instruments. And this episode, he can, he's playing he can photos. Taking cheat photos. on his girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. No, but even when he's doing that, even when he's cheating on his girlfriend, he's either in band mode or like photographer boy mode. Yeah, he takes a photo of Manny and JT together. And that's nice. That is nice. That, that will be in the yearbook forever. And we can always remember it. Uh, and then Dylan congratulates Marco on organizing the dance. Uh, what do we think of the dance? Does it look fun? Hmm. I mean, it's well decorated. Like, they thoroughly turned it into a set. Marco did good there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he committed. He he made a choice and he committed to it. Yeah. I guess I have one question. And I don't want to seem insensitive. But are they only listening to, like, Indian and Bollywood music at this dance because it's hard for me to imagine like i like world music i like listening to different kinds of music from around the world it's like i don't know if i want to listen to indian music for like three hours because that's how long you're at a school dance right so i think i mean it seems like because like i think there's a comment made by marco later on where he's like no they're not using the playlist that i like (laughs) you know picked out or something like that um and so I think like Marco has like it's like just like a Bollywood uh music playlist, which honestly I wouldn't be mad about. I love Bollywood music. Yeah, sounds fun. I don't know it's if I like, want to do there, it for three hours. Some, there are some Indian Hindi bops. There are tons of Hindi bops. So I don't know. I'd be okay with it. I think it's um, the same as like honestly with K-pop. It's like I really like K-pop, but I have trouble if I can't sing along. That's why I don't like house music. <laughs> it's like where are the words? <laughs> Oh my gonna sing yeah. along to I'm on a dance floor. I need to be moving my lips. It's important. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's the only move I got, really. <laughs> uh JT's only complaint with the dance is not the music, it's that his punch needs ice. Where is the ice? That was so weird. Mr. What was this? And and so Mr. Simpson is like, oh, I'll just go run to the store to get ice. And I'm like, is that the job of chaperones? He's gonna watch the kids. <laughs> Right. Not their teacher. <laughs> Not that snake. Also, uh, can you okay. imagine Snake just running into a convenience store in this outfit? Like, <laughs> I need ice. <laughs> There's thirsty children. I would be very confused. Yeah, I do believe. Wearing... Yeah, oh, I yeah, do believe this is very much. A... We need to talk about it. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it's it's the uh, it's got a purple turban with a yes. feather, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then like a a light green 
Kutra, I think it was. I don't know. Yeah. If you have notes, it was a choice. Yeah, I was, Bold I was choices. focused on the turban. It was very Halloween store. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, it was a listen. He went in. He committed to the bit. Snake doesn't fuck around, you know? Didn't Snake... It, I feel like Snake had, like... This is his, like, third cultural appropriation thing, and I can't remember what the other two examples were, but this is really his bag. It's just, like... Okay. Oh, he I did just the Jamaican say, accent at Hazel, remember? Oh, God. I do remember that. Even though Hazel wasn't Jamaican. Hazel okay. was also um, cultural appropriation. Also cultural appropriation. <laughs> um, what was the... Uh, I think, like, if I were to cast this actor in a role uh, that wasn't, like, a high school teacher, which I think he actually looks kind of like a he, high school he's teacher. for a high school teacher. I, I would cast him as, like, white guy who wears kimonos inappropriately. Like, that's the <laughs> other role I would cast this man as. Like that guy from Boogie Nights? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What's his that name? Kind of... Dr. Octopus? Dr. Octopus. I could see. I could see. I could see Snake as that meme where he's like, I studied the blade and he's holding a katana in his, like, <laughs> right? in his basement. <laughs> yeah, he's an adult man with a sword collection yeah. and a kimono. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I yeah, would buy weeb. it. Silly yeah, Canadian I see Snake man as a likes to play with samurai swords. I see yeah. it. So, okay, so we're back at the restaurant. And so Jimmy gets the bill and he sees that he's been charged for more than he ordered. And the gay waiter tells him that he tacked on Paige and Spinner's lunch that they never paid for. And now, so then Hazel... I'm so sorry yeah. to interrupt, Evan. Wonder Dave, did you know this waiter was gay waiter? <laughs> I did not. Uh, I was going to ask about that momentarily. When did we know the waiter was gay? Okay, so... He's been all the, over the season, Baba. He was fucking cashing his check this season. Yeah, so like six previous, lines over three episodes. <laughs> in a previous episode, there um, I was watching, and the closed captioning comes on, and this man enters the scene, and it says, "Gay waiter." <laughs> <laughs> so we can only conclude that that and is to his be formal fair title. To the closed captioning person who wrote that, it was an episode <laughs> about the gay waiter being like hate crimed by Marco's no we had dad. we had to know that he was gay yeah we so had to know that like, he was gay important. and if we were yeah. deaf how would we not know we, like, yeah because we, we couldn't, couldn't hear tell from his, his mannerisms yeah we couldn't hear from his lispy faggy voice that he was gay so we, we had, had to... a we had a gay waiter when i was in high school i went out to dinner with my parents uh or maybe it was junior high uh and my parents were like he seems a bit jovial like they just wouldn't just call him gay so anyway he's a very jovial waiter let's go with it Jovial waiter takes it away and gives <laughs> we, the bill. Yeah, we've all had a jovial waiter. Some of us have life. jovial uncles and cousins. Yeah, <laughs> I identify as jovial myself. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I I identify as queer. <laughs> um. So okay. So Hazel has to give Jimmy the extra cash to pay for it because apparently Spinner and Paige have come to prom with no money, which I find insane. Yes. And then Jimmy is very embarrassed. And I'm like, why are you embarrassed, Jimmy? Like, this is all on Paige and Spinner. Yeah. Because yeah, he ends up having to borrow, like, 20 bucks from his date. Which I guess is embarrassing. But it's like, you had, like, 200 extra dollars to pay for these extra meals. So it's like, well, I don't know if, why like, you're embarrassed. If I were Hazel, I'd be embarrassed to be with Paige and Spinner. I would like, be like, you know, hey, deadbeats. Be... And by the way, like, Spinner, I don't think has a lot of money. But Paige seems like she has money. She seems fine. She's fine. Yeah, she seems to be doing fine. So why can't she pitch in? Why does she come with Paige no money? Paige would have a credit card. Like, her mom You're would have right. given her a credit card at some point and said, use this in emergencies. Yeah. Agreed. This is unrealistic. I don't buy this. But whatever. 
Um, so okay, so then I, I walk had like outside. a weird. Wait, did the extended version ever air? Because I, I am, I'm having a weird like Mandela effect memory about them like washing dishes after this to pay off the what? food. <laughs> did I imagine that? You may have, you imagine that. I might have imagined that's, that. That's something else. You're thinking of something else. It's definitely an episode of Hey Arnold, but I think it's also this episode <laughs> of Degrassi when I saw it when I was a kid. <laughs> I, that's a trope in You Can't Pay the Bill, You Have to Wash Dishes. It happens in a lot oh, of media. Oh, so I'm crazy for thinking that Degrassi would do a TV trope. They never do those. No, I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> no, it's, I'm being gaslit so by my friend and this my co-host and I am, I'm going to walk out. <laughs> Yeah, this show doesn't even have an entry on the TV Tropes website yeah. <laughs> because it's so trope-free. Oh my god, I love TV Tropes. I love TV I Tropes so much. edited many, many an entry for TV are you, Tropes. Are you like, a wiki editor as well? You Are Evan no. and Wonder Dave the same person? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I have probably read the trope pages that you've edited. Thank oh you for your work. You're welcome. It's, yeah, I've never edited a wiki because those things are actually important, and I don't want to fuck up that. So uh, TV tropes is very important. That is it's a what seminal text. Like... <laughs> okay, so they walk outside and they see their limo driver Billy Ray Cyrus uh, handcuffed, being detained, escorted, <laughs> escorted into a police vehicle for not paying his parking tickets. Can you really um, get that many parking tickets that they're going to haul your ass down? The cops are, like, after you. It was 32, which is a lot. I'm that just like, no, but and I don't think they would take you in. I think they would give you a summons, you know? They would say, come to court. They're harsh. He's already he defied didn't, a He didn't come to court 32 okay, times. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I hear it. I hear yeah, it. Yeah, there's a warrant out for his arrest at this point. Um, but they needn't worry, because... So apparently, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus's character is the Duke, and he refers to himself in the third person as the Duke. You didn't notice from the his Duke. Uh, vanity license plate, the Duke? Is that what it said? Yeah, it said the Duke. I didn't really. Oh it my either God. said the uh, Duke or just Duke, but yes, he is the Duke. I think he says the Duke. He says, I know Don't he worry. says the Duke, but I just can't remember if the license plate had a. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so so he says, Don't worry, the Duke has arranged for a cop to take you guys to the dance. Um. <laughs> All four Would of them. You... All four of them cannot fit in there, and civilians are not allowed to be in the front seat of cop cars. So it would have to be at least two cop cars. Yeah, mm. I don't think. I mean, cause can... what we're funding the police to do is to take teenagers. Honestly, to I'd rather calm. them do that than some of the shit they're up to. I guess that's true. They should just in Minneapolis. Drivers. You could do a ride along with a police officer when in you were front? like pretty young. Yeah, you you sat what? in the front. You did a ride along with them, and like you, you kind of the shotgun. <laughs> Yes, you uh, you were second in command that day. That's how much police training is required. Force. <laughs> yeah. Not just that cop car. <laughs> they just give you a sheriff's badge and are like, "Shoot him up, kiddo." I uh, know, but that was the thing. I knew some. I knew some pretty young people who did that. Uh, they just did like a ride along with the police. It was sort of like a job research thing that you could do. Mm. Right, 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 right. Yeah, a co-op. A co-op yes, position. The yeah, police co-op. Get a co-op position with the cops. Uh, yeah, here, be deputized as a teenager. Great. Love this system. So Simpson is trying to get ice for the dance still, apparently. Um, but his car won't start. And so uh and then Sean passes by conveniently and offers to help because as we know, Sean knows his way around a car. It's the one thing we know about him, isn't it? Yes. 
I think this is quite literally uh, Dos Ex Machina, right? Like, that's literally what's happening here to move this plot forward. There's oh, the, machine. the machine. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get it. He had to go get ice. His machine is broken. How do we solve his evil ways? Yeah. Also, I will say an Alienware laptop in, like, the early 2000s, that is a fucking expensive, like, nice gaming laptop. So oh, yeah. He, oh, should, yeah. he should be really pissed about that. And he yeah. had cancer. Fucking A. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I can't stress enough. I'm like, this is insane. Sean, you have done an actually, like, reprehensible thing this season. (laughs) And we kind of have just skirted it until now. So I'm like, good, I'm glad it's finally being addressed. Uh, so, okay, uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we go inside Momentarily. But, um, so back at Caitlin's office, she's ready to leave, despite earlier that day being committed to, you know, personalized towels. But now she's like, no, I'm leaving. And Tomas uh, is and like, Joey... hey, are you sure? You you weren't so sure this afternoon. Also, I'm very hot. And she's like, no, I'm sure. And yes, you are hot. Um... And then they make out a little bit and he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and, then this become... and then this just turns into porn. Um, <laughs> so and then Joey shows up to be like, what the fuck was up with that earlier? And she's like, I thought you wanted me to move in with you. And he's like, I do, but we can wait. And she's like, and she says, she says, and I quote, if you really loved me, then you wouldn't let me go. I mean, come on. This is very childlike. How old is this woman? 30. <laughs> this is a 30-year-old woman. Oh I will say woman context. Child. They dated in the old series and broke up because Caitlin left him for someone who was like more activisty or moral and Joey was immature. But then the activist like left her behind and she had to do community service for some fucking protest she did. <laughs> and I think she got back together with Joey. Oh. So they've been on and off for a while now. I understand her having her doubts. Is this before well, or after Tessa Campanelli, just for context? I don't know. Okay. Oh god, we, we gotta, gotta watch we gotta, this. We gotta dive Evan, in. we gotta watch this old show. I'm gonna get this office together so that we can start watching the old show. One day. Um so yeah, so Joey says no, I want you to go because I love you. But Caitlin still doesn't seem to trust him. And so she like alludes to promises that he's made before, but he didn't keep, which is obviously like a callback to Degrassi High. (laughs) She had like a weird little sputter there. I thought it was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's like a reference to like how they were supposed to get married in the in Degrassi High and then he cheated on her. He fucked Tessa Campanelli. And um, so I guess it's like the context that we need for this scene. But also I'm like, Caitlin, that was in fucking high school. Get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can still hold, you know, Joey accountable for this. You can either... For, you can, Okay, you can do one of two things. You can have people in your life from 15 years ago and decide not to hold grudges. Or you can yeah. say, I don't want people who have hurt me in my life anymore. You can't do both, and Caitlin's doing both, and I'm annoyed. Agreed. I'm annoyed. Wonder Day, okay. did you empathize with her more? I guess. I mean, I saw her and Joey's rough. No, I, did. I didn't care. I thought it was kind of dumb. Still don't care. Okay, good. I'm yeah, not, I'm not moving heartless. on. <laughs> okay, so Sean's still trying to fix uh, Simpson's car, and then Simpson finally just like you know lets Sean have it about him stealing his laptop, and then he really guilt trips him by mentioning how Spike blew her savings on it to cheer Snake up, who we cannot stress enough had cancer yes. <laughs> and could have died we didn't know yet uh and simpson is like understandably like 
who steals a laptop from a cancer patient? I don't know. Um, and Sean, clearly feeling very remorseful to his credit, he uh, urges Simpson to let him fix his car, which apparently needs like a ton of work. And he says, how, how do we feel the about labor. the scene where he's like crying over the engine and he's like, oh, there's oil all over my hands, but I can oh, fix I it, it for you. I thought it was kind of sweet because it's like he doesn't want to like confront. He I can't like bring himself to apologize. Like he doesn't want to like it. Like he can't. You know, it's it's like it's too. The shame is too much. Look, and a so worse, he's like a worse child actor. This would have been a terrible scene. I still thought it was fine. I just thought it was a little cheesy. That's all. I liked it. I thought the prior Archie Sean scene was great. I thought that was really good. I thought this was just a little, a little much for me. I don't. I didn't care for this. Dave, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed this as a, a turnaround moment for him. Again, this is his redemption arc, right? Like yeah. he's got to yeah. do something. Yeah. And I do think it it is a little like cars. <laughs> We've established that he's good at cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if Snake has a shitty car? Which makes sense because he is a he teacher. Would. So yeah. he like, needs a car. Yeah. yeah, teachers do not have good cars, at least yeah. where I come from. I don't know about Canada, but. Yeah, and Snake blew all our savings on that laptop that he stole. So, you know, they don't have money to fix a car. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, so Simpson accepts his offer. And is like, you know, okay, the, you're going to make right. And I'm so just going to we'll, say, you know, even if I was broke and the option was, if I don't do this, I have no car, I would not trust a fucking 15-year-old to fix my car for me. I would just expect that engine to explode at any given moment. But he's like a a a, a mechanic. He's wunderkind. a child. He is not yeah, licensed. a wunderkind. He he he. Come on, not licensed. He's he's going to be working on that in the school shop because where the fuck else is he going to be working on it under the close supervision of a professor? Okay, I'm if, sure. If like, Mr. L is there to help, then yeah, Mr. Yeah. L will will guide him through. Um, yeah. And mentor him. So, okay, so back what, at the dance. Uh, Wonder Dave, what do you think Mr. L stands for? What do you think the L stands for? Oh, uh, Lubavitch? I no. don't know. <laughs> that's, that's just his name. It's E-H-L. <laughs> Let's continue. Yeah. Oh. Played a little Mr. prank oh. on you there, didn't I? It's a, it's a trick <laughs> yeah, question. It is. it is. I was like, wait, I, I saw that in the credits as soon as you said it. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so back at the dance, Marco tries to like address the crowd about like prom king queen. Burr, burr, burr. Um, but then he gets interrupted when a fire starts and so everyone is forced to evacuate mm-hmm. and then well Jimmy the fire Co- starts because marco and you see two or three shots of it he keeps putting the fabric on the yes. light so that it creates a glow yes. marco you do yes. not do that you use a gel for that mama you are a theater right. kid you should know this yeah so these are like very thin very flammable curtains um that he's had put around for ambiance um so uh, they all have to evacuate, and then Jimmy and company, they arrive just as the students are, like, pouring out, and the fire trucks are arriving. Uh, yeah. And then Caitlin and Joey, we wrap this subplot up. Uh, oh, let's they say talk goodbye. about this as quickly as possible. Uh, that's it. That's literally all I have. They say goodbye. Does Do you anyone think... else have anything to contribute? Do you think that when, like, kids, like, kids today are, like, dragged to go see Star Wars The Force Awakens... They're like, who are these old people, Han and Leia? Are they? Why are they talking to each other? I want to see Finn and Poe and Rey. <laughs> who are these old people? <laughs> what is no. their relationship? <laughs> are you? No, of course not. That's what it feels like when I'm watching this. I feel like I'm watching The Force Awakens and I've never seen another Star Wars movie. 
Wait, that's the only Star Wars movie you've seen? I have no. I'm using that as an example because it's a piece of pop culture that I'm familiar. with. But that's with. never happened. But that's that, that's not real because no one's only seen The Force Awakens. Some kids, I bet, did. That's not true. They no. They were dragged by their parents after their parents made them watch all, all right, the other. That's movies. probably true. Okay. This is well. It, it, that's just how I felt looking at these two. It's like it's very hard. It's very hard to get invested without knowing their backstory. It feels purely like fan service, and that's why I brought up the Han and Leia example because all that shit was just fan service. Mm. Well, as a stepfather who was watching this with my teenage son, <laughs> I felt like this really brought us closer together. <laughs> I'm happy I'm for you too. I'm glad. I'm glad Kaylin and Joey could bridge the intergenerational divide. <laughs> it was good. Um, me and me and Rick really got along better because of Degrassi. Rick, Rick is my stepson. Remember that, Rick? Um, Rick is a stepdad. We know canonically from the Remember That Rick sketch. Uh, can uh, we, let, let's wrap this up. I, I feel like we're right okay. at the end we're of the all, episode. We are. We're in the home stretch. So, okay, back at the school, the kids have taken the dance outside and they're and like I thought this on was the really fire fun. trucks. I thought this was really fun. This was a fun Degrassi moment. Everyone having a school dance on the front steps with the fire trucks. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, they said, fuck Marco's playlist. We are using our own playlist. And because it's the Bring early the- 2000s, they're listening to like bad alternative rock and dancing to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so Jimmy's like, this didn't go how I planned. Um, and Hazel's like, who cares? Dance with me. And, and then one way dance. you can make my night right is to acknowledge me as a person. <laughs> because you haven't done that this whole episode. <laughs> That's basically what she says. Uh, and so they dance. They do go and dance. Then, and, then, and then it ends. That's the end of the season. No, because Mr. Simpson comes out in his... Uh, turban and he's walking by and he kind of makes eye contact with Sean and then Sean hugs Ellie because he's just made eye contact and kind of wrapped up this arc for himself and he has a very sinister smile and then there's a freeze frame that's how the season ends (laughs) that's true on Sean and his evil machinations as we can tell from the sinister (laughs) smile that we freeze framed on he just doesn't know how to smile. He doesn't do it very often. He doesn't do so it very he's well. Like, <laughs> he's got a very small it? mouth. <laughs> he does. He's got a tiny little mouth. He's, a, and he's Amy an anti-Julia mouth. Roberts. <laughs> Great eyebrows, though. Great, Great eyebrows, eyebrows on that kid. kid. <laughs> that's, I, you know what? I bet that's why he's a good actor, because uh, I feel like a lot of the acting is in eyebrows. Yeah, good eye actor. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, that's the end of the what episode. do we think that's about the this episode? <laughs> yeah, did we like this? Wonder Dave... We don't normally do number or let's do letter grades because it's a school thing. We don't normally mm. do letter grades, but what if you were to give this a letter grade, what would you give it? Oh, um, I'd give it a I'd give it a B minus. Oh, OK. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'd go a little higher because sometimes the comedy yeah. on this show does not work for me. I'm going to go B plus. The comedy that's was fair. this episode. I agree with the B minus. I think that's like really fully, like that. Yeah, that's correct. I never like the yeah. episode more than you. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so we have the Caitlyn Joey plot, terrible. That's bad. Um, we have the <laughs> we have the Sean Simpson thing, which I actually thought was very moving. I thought, I thought it was, was the best fine, part yeah. of the episode. And then we have the the main plot, which is just kind of like it's fine. The Jimmy, you know, I, shenanigans. It's I fine. Think, I think just in general, when we are in an ensemble episode, 
I'm a little more forgiving of the stories because we're not spending too much time on any one of them. So I think this right. worked for me. The one thing that we forgot to talk about that's very important is Emma's dancing to the Indian music. Uh, <laughs> Can we talk about that just before we wrap up? Please yeah. speak on it. She basically does like a prayer hands like gesture and then moves the hands without disconnecting them in the, the, crazy the, circles when and you, stuff. When you think of... You're, when you think of Indian dancing, like stereotypical Indian dancing, that's what she does. Yes, and they and they show her do it for like forty five seconds, and it's really funny. <laughs> I'm sure Mary McDonald is not. That's not her proudest moment. Right, I'm, sure, I, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure, but it, it was just something that needed to be pointed out. Uh, Wonder Dave, we ask uh, a couple very important questions at the end of each episode. Do you feel like this that's episode right. went there? Yes. Whoa. Why? Do tell. <laughs> Do elaborate. Here's the deal. Actually, I think one plot line in this episode went there, and it was the Sean plot line. I think no. that Sean asking for forgiveness was actually that to me, I actually think of that as the main plot line, but it's also because it's the one I liked the most. Uh, it did seem like they had the good writers on those scenes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the episode does, yeah. The episode no. before this was all Sean, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice mm-hmm. continuation. Uh oh, that is and... my favorite Sean episode. So yeah, I guess that kind of makes me like this a little more. Well, yeah. and also it ends with like the, the literal freeze frame last shot is of Sean. So I do this think he's sort of like episode. he's the emotional core of the episode for wow. sure. Yeah. So I feel like Sean goes there. Um, I don't know. I I feel like uh, the dinner thing, those kids are just kind of assholes and they don't really address <laughs> it at all. It's just like, oh, we stole from here a couple of weeks ago. They could have just not gone to that restaurant or like well, Jimmy made the plans. I don't know if you noticed that one or did. Yeah, they didn't know, I know the restaurant. Until they could have told there. him. They should have. They could be they like, this gay waiter hates us. This he is, is why not you jovial have... at all. Jimmy would 100% be on your side. And guess what? It, it's prom night. Be spontaneous and go to fucking like Arby's and get your prom meal there. That'll oh my God, too. I love Arby's. I Okay. <laughs> I love Arby's. Underrated fast food. Okay, that w- I, uh, okay whatever. Uh, uh, what I, I, Evan, I think it's time to share with the class. Wouldn't you agree? We have to get up and share with the class what we learned today. Would you agree with this? Yes, I'm just still reeling from this Arby's dismissal. It's the um, end of the episode. We can't so, be doing Arby's uh, plugs. <laughs> we um, can't be plugging chain restaurants. Nick, what did Nick? What did you learn today? All right, yeah. Let me let me take care of this. Uh, h- hello. Um, today I learned. Today I learned that Billy Ray Cyrus is a beloved Canadian thespian, <laughs> and he's not just great in Hannah Montana and Mulholland Drive. <laughs> He's in other things such as this. That's what I. Like okay, I'm gonna. I'm revising yours to say what you learned today is that Billy Ray Cyrus is in this episode. Yep, I did um, learn that. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dave, what did you learn today? What did I learn today? Uh, I learned that a multi generational show can bring me and my stepson Rick together in ways that we did not expect uh, growing up. It's a it's a real family affair. This Degrassi, yeah, the next generation. You, you can finally go to... fishing together, and there won't be any tension. Yeah, yeah. that's very it's nice. good. It's good for us. Evan... All thanks to Joey Jeremiah and his jean jacket. Okay, Evan, what did you learn today? Uh, I learned that. If you're going to do a Bollywood-themed prom, please keep the highly flammable curtains away from light sources. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that was, you gel that shit. That was a pretty gay guy move, right? Like, I know these curtains are flammable, but they just look better than the other ones. Yeah, and it's just going to be fierce. <laughs> Imagine the lighting. It's going to be fierce lighting. It's going to look so good. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think That's we all learned we some good stuff. Wonder Dave, yeah. you're only our third guest ever, and it was a real honor to have you. 
Uh, I think if people are in the Bay Area or visiting the Bay Area, they would really benefit from going to see some of your shows. And you have so many. So tell us a few of them, if not all of them now. Um, you can find all the stuff I do at teamwonderdave.com, T-E-A-M, wonderdave.com. Uh, but I do a show called Mental Health Comedy Hour where I get comedians to talk about their mental health. With Christy. We also do with stand-up with Cristiano, yes. Um, uh, I do the aforementioned Literary Pop, which is a literary show where writers write about pop culture they're obsessed with. Uh, Sam DeSalvo did Degrassi for hers, actually. Oh, very fun. Um, yeah, she did a great piece on Degrassi. I really liked it. Um, and then I also do... A uh, bunch of other things. The Ruckus and Rumpus Revival. I'm the co-host of a big variety show there. Uh, I'm hosting a game show called Smilf right now. It's, oh, Safe Words, which is my queer comedy show. Come to that. It's once a Eagle. month, the San Francisco Eagle. Yep. Fourth Wednesdays. It's great. Um, I don't know who we have coming up for headliners. I know in uh, in October, Joe John Sanchez is our headliner. So he's coming oh, down from Portland. Cool. So that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go see, go follow Dave on like Team Wonder Dave on all the social medias and you'll get updates on these shows. Go to the website. All of your shows are great. I You're one of my very favorite people I met while I was living in San Francisco. And I want to thank you for being on the show today. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And with that, I hope you and Rick can continue to repair your relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We will. And with that, <laughs> we will log off and we will see all of you next season. Thank you, everyone. Till then. <laughs>